The football season is back and so the FCPS show is back too. The podcast covering Austria's fan-owned football club FC Pinskau Saalfelden. On this episode, we're looking at match days one and two of the new season. Welcome to the FCPS show. Welcome back, in fact, to the FCPS show because it is the first FCPS show podcast with match coverage in a very, very long time. Far too long, indeed, it has been. But my name is Tom Midler and I'm here with Lee Wingate. We are back, FCPS fan owners based here in Austria, watching all the games, covering all the games. We're finally back to be able to talk about some games because the new season has got underway. Lee, what a long time it's been since we talked about matches last season for Pinsgau. Um, how how have you been and how, how excited have you been, in fact, for the start of the new season? Very, very. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? I think the last competitive game was something around mid-October, maybe the 10th of October against Sikirchen last year. So, yeah, almost 300 days. It's It's been a, a very long break, but we've been building up to this for quite some time. There's been a really good pre-season, lots of goals, lots of good performances, and then that, that narrow defeat to Liefering, who... Many of our listeners will know a Salzburg's feeder team and a very talented bunch of players. So it's it's been a positive build-up. And yeah, Friday, as far endlich so weit, as the Germans say, the time was finally here and we got the, the season underway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, great to talk about some of those pre-season games as well, though, because it's been fun. I know they haven't all been available to be streamed and everything hasn't been quite ready. It's been obviously quite a challenge for the Salzburg Football Federation getting football back on, in fact since the COVID pandemic and obviously still in the middle of the COVID pandemic, trying to get things done. Um, but playing against Liefering was definitely a highlight, you know, playing at the, the Red Bull Academy. Uh, Kiergaard, I think, scored the goal, didn't he, that, that won that game 1-0 from the penalty spot. You know, this is a guy who actually plays sometimes for Red Bull Salzburg as well. You know, he's, he's just signed a new contract for, for many years with Red Bull Salzburg. Um, a guy who's, you know, there are very big things expected of this guy. So it's quite cool to be testing ourselves against a team like that and, to only lose 1-0, as uh, I think was probably one of the standout results from preseason, even though it was a defeat. Um, what, what else? Did you have any other sort of highlights from preseason games that stood out or moments that stood out? Well, Volkan did very well. Um, the, the 3-0 defeat of Salbach looked pretty comprehensive. Um, yeah, so Volkan's goals and, and Felix Ajay slotting in their uh, left back, I think, just generally, the team is coming together very well. They're looking like a, a real unit, some very astute signings for, for various different positions. And then, of course, most recently, we've had our, our two latest arrivals, two, two American loan signings. Very, very exciting stuff from Seattle Sounders. They are Sota Kitahara and Alfonso Ocampo Chavez, if I've pronounced those right. So we're, we're delighted to have them here. And, you know, they've. we'll talk about it a bit more more later, but they, they now have had their first taste of uh, first-team football. So, yeah, very exciting summer all round, I think. Yeah, so exciting to have those new guys on board from Seattle. But also just the other new guys, you know, it's quite a lot of new faces, aren't there? Uh, we'll go ahead to, to game one in a second, but quite a lot of new faces. Obviously, the same face on the bench, Christian Zieger. But um, in terms of players, you know, a lot of departures from last season, some big names, the likes of um, Schubert, Lucas Schubert, of course, you know, Shuby, a fan's favourite for sure, but loads of other guys as well. It was sort of unfair just to, to single out Shuby because tons of players have, have gone out and 
it's uh, it's a new look squad and it was really fun getting used to the the new guys in in preseason as well you know Kilian Schrecker in goal uh, Volkan as you mentioned up front um, and some new faces from the second team too loads there are too many players just to talk about really individually but uh, it's a new look FCPS side and that helped with the excitement I think building up to the new season so it was nice that Semir Vojja got a hat-trick in preseason. Volkan as well sort of a sense that you know the old guys scoring goals the new guys scoring goals as well and uh, that made us uh, yeah put us in stood us in good stead I think going into to game one. Yeah, and also just players that have, have cut it and, you know, they've done it before. Volkan has, has played in the Bundesliga before, albeit only, you know, uh, for a short while. But he was he was at Altak um, in Vorarlberg, so right over in the west of Austria. And then you've got, you know, G- Gabor Sabo coming in as the reserve goalkeeper as well. Lots of experience in and around the region. Um, and yeah, of course, we've got the two guys from Sounders who are, who are doing very well uh, over there. So experience as well as technical ability and um i think that the, obviously the challenge for mr Ziga right now is to get them all gelling together and and get them into to one you know functioning well well-oiled machine but they they look like they're on the way joel pedro coming in as well you know half brazilian half spanish flair bringing some uh, some experience with him he's played in the swedish second division played in his native brazil as well and played in austria so coming back to a country that he knows well and felix ajay actually won the austrian bundesliga with red bull salzburg only uh, it didn't make too many appearances that year, if we're, if we're honest, but, you know, still a guy that's been around that squad as they been in that squad, as they won the Bundesliga and, you know, uh, performed well for, for Red Bull Salzburg in the past. Kilian Schrucker as well, the goalkeeper, the young goalkeeper, uh, the number one now, um, you know, schooled in the Red Bull Academy. A lot of these guys with, with brilliant experience. So uh, I think with all of that pre-season, let's uh, move ahead to the first game. We opened away against St. Johan. So it was an away trip to begin the season, a road game, as they say in the States, against TSV St. Johan, um, a team who we beat 2-0 last season. A goal from Jatta, uh, who's since left the club, obviously good memories of uh, Al-Fusseini Jatta and uh, a Kirchner free kick as well, another player who's left the club, scoring from a set piece in that game as we beat St. Johan. Unfortunately, to be uh, on match day one for us this time, it couldn't really have got off to a worse possible start. We were all so excited for the beginning of a new season with good reason, you know, absolutely uh, looking forward to this game for so, so long. And then, you know, within the opening minutes, I think probably the most important thing of the game, really, you know, three points slipped away. We didn't get anything from the game. That's sort of irrelevant, really, when you, you put that together with the fact that Denis Karamanovic got injured so early on in the game, you know, what a shell shock for, for the team and, I think let's just uh, stick with the topic of Karamanovic first for, for the opener because, you know, this is a guy, young guy, who's suffered a really severe ACL injury last season. You know, he's had the surgery, he's had his recovery periods, he's put in so much hard work to be able to come back and train with the guys. And then, you know, just a few minutes into the start of the new season and uh, a recurrence of the ACL injury, it was literally the nightmare start to the season for Pinsgau, wasn't it? Yeah, I think just the, you know, the the mental and emotional strain of having to work so long, because this is one of those injuries in football where you hear the words, don't you, or the, or, or the letters ACL, and you immediately think, wow, he's out for a long time. And, you know, Dennis worked so hard last year in the gym, putting in the hours to to get himself back in a, a position to be ready for the start of the new season. And I, I really, really feel for the guy because it, it you know, it was kind of, 
the first competitive test and um, unfortunately his his knee didn't hold out long um, we wish him of course the the very best and there's a a very nice message on Instagram from from Christian Zieger, which I'd, I'd like to read out at this point, because uh, there were some very nice words for for Dennis on Instagram. Christian said in sport, as in life, there are always uh, stones that are thrown in your path, challenges that seem insurmountable. There's only one solution. Stick at it and stay positive, even when it seems difficult. All the best to you and, and you'll be back even stronger. And of course, we echo those those sentiments and hope that that, that you know, Dennis gets through uh, his rehab and, and comes back stronger than ever. Yeah, definitely a huge mental challenge ahead for him as well as physical. But I know the fan owners will be behind him all the way, you know, as will we, as we will too, as everyone will be at the club. Of course, that, that goes without saying, really. But I know that's, that's one of those things, isn't it, with being involved with fan-owned club? These things are, are sort of personal as well for everybody, everyone watching and everybody finding out about his injury. It's, it's not like a normal football club. It's like, you know, you're a bit closer to these guys and, we really feel for him, but the good news is he's had the surgery. The surgery's been done; it's been successful, so he's already, you know, at the very beginning stage of this recovery. Um, obviously, that's more important than the football. But if we do move it back to the game against Saint Johan, it left us in a really tough spot. You know, right at the start of the new season, all that enthusiasm, all that energy, it sort of evaporated a little bit with Karamanovic's injury. You know, you can tell. Of course, the players are a really tight knit unit, as you said. It's a it's a group of new guys and a group of old guys as a core unit from FC Pinskow still together. And it sort of shocked everybody, I think, knowing, knowing the story that Dennis has had for the last year, uh, nine months at least, you know, knowing that all of that that goes with it and seeing him taken off like that uh, with all the worries that came with it. The squad uh, did get a little bit shell-shocked for a few minutes. And unfortunately, St. Johan took full advantage with two goals. It was uh, Bira Bauer, the striker, getting both. And I think the only... Thing to mention about them sort of tactically it was it was just a bit disappointing to see the way they both really came from long balls forward and FC Pinsker at the moment incredibly light at the back in terms of the squad depth with especially with Karamanovic out it's it's really the last thing that Pinsker needed in terms of a, a tactical selection issue and we saw straight away that captain centre forward Tamas Tandahari record goal scorer for the club he's now the uh, the number one centre back yeah, I mean, we really are very light in the defensive department uh, right now. And I think you could see that just maybe not the the positioning and the sharpness and the, and the speed as well, ultimately, that, that you need to be able to cut those balls out. Uh, it was a shame to see the manner in which the goals were scored. But I just think that, as you mentioned before, Tom, I, I think that there was maybe a little bit of mental hangover at seeing Dennis go off like that. And, you know, of all the areas on the pitch, I think we do have quite a lot of strength and depth in attacking positions now, especially with the, you know, the two new lads coming in and, and then midfield as well. I think we're very well positioned. Defence is a little bit lighter and, and Dennis is one of the key players. So perhaps it is understandable and there certainly are some some mitigating circumstances there, which which would explain some of the, you know, the way that the the, the sort of the first half ultimately panned out. Yeah, mitigating circumstances then in the first 45. Credit to St. Gihan, you have to say, they took the goals really well. Birabawa, you know, an experienced striker, um, did a really good job with the goals. It's just all a bit simple from the FCPS point of view. It all just happened so quickly. But I think in terms of the way the game was really, although the goals were a little bit, uh, you know, long ball forward and, and slotting the goal, you couldn't really begrudge St. Gihan the lead at the break. They certainly had made most of the running. I thought FC Pinsgau 
we were very passive in the first 45. It wasn't exactly the start of the season that we wanted to see. Um, and I think, yeah, as you, as you said as well, you know, it's mitigating circumstances in a way, isn't it? It's, it's, it can be traced back a bit to Karimanovic and the injury. Um, if that was the first half, the second half looked very different. Um, we were much more positive. St. Johan didn't seem to know what to do with their advantage. They certainly didn't go in for the kill. Um, and it was really all FC Pinskow pressure, um, just trying to get close to the goal. And we managed it on one occasion, especially the uh, long ball came into the box and fell to Felix Ajay. So Ajay got his first goal of the season. Uh, got Pinskow's first goal of the season, of course, as well. Got one back. And then after that, it was just Pinskow knocking on the door to see if we could find the equaliser. Yeah, and ultimately, um, you know, we didn't manage that. But I think there are a lot of positives you can take from that second half performance. There really was a change at the break. There was a lot more pressure. Um, and I think, you know, on another day, that second goal might have come. And then you're, you're looking at it as a very different start to the season. But I think it's also important not to get carried away. You know, these, this season is is very young. There was a, you know, a, a result that, that as, as we've said, probably stemmed from some mitigating circumstances and there are still a lot of games left to go. Um, just looking at the, the table now, still even at, at the time as we speak, we've played two games. We'll come and talk about the second one in a minute, but a lot of teams have still only played one game and there's not, there's not that much difference um, in terms of the points looking up and down the table. So it's, it's going to be very close for a while, yeah. Yeah, we're hoping for a long season, no interruptions, no breaks, no season cut off as it was last year. So, as you say, you know, it's a blow to be defeated on the first game, but it is only the first game at the end of the day. The things that, that sort of disappointed me about it the most was that the second half reminded me, and it probably reminded a lot of the fan owners too, you know, a lot of you listening now, a lot of the people who watched that game, it probably brought back some bad memories a little bit of last season, um, just in the sense that, knocking on the door, trying to get the equaliser, the equaliser not coming. You know, we left ourselves in a difficult hole to dig ourselves out of, and we couldn't quite dig ourselves out of it. That's something that, that happened so much last year. I think the differences are this time, like, we couldn't really go away and say, hey, look, we really deserve to beat St. Johan. I think credit to St. Johan, they, they were worthy of the victory. If we'd have come back and got a 2 all draw, I think we could have been thoroughly satisfied with that, to be fair, after the way the first half had gone. Um, but... It was just that it's like we can have all the possession, we can push forward. Can we get the goals when we need them? And it was just a little bit sort of painfully reminiscent of last season. But I will say um, against that, St. Johan backed up that opening day win with an excellent win against Dornbin in the National Cup. You know, we're not in the National Cup this season, hoping to be back in that as soon as possible. But um, St. Johan have got one of the places because it's still being drawn off, off the league standings from about three seasons ago somehow. Um, which is very weird and very arbitrary from the Salzburg Football Federation. But given everything that's happened, St. Johan have continuously got this cup spot. But, you know, credit to them. They, they lost to Rapid Vienna last season. And uh, this season they've gone on and, and beaten Dornbirn in the cup. So it's been a really strong start to them at home. They are a very good side. You know, they, they've made that, that place their fortress. And you've got to say credit to them for that. And uh, talking about Rapid Vienna as well, <laughs> that did make me feel a little bit better too, because if you move up to the Bundesliga, you talk Rapid Vienna, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the country, they were super excited about the start of their new season as well. Um, you know, is this the year they can beat Salzburg? You know, can, can Rapid Vienna win the title? And they uh, go and get beaten 2-0 on, on match day one by Hartberg at home with the return of their home crowd for the league game and stuff. So, you know, football doesn't always go the way you want it to, especially on uh, match day one 
And sometimes it, it feels worse than it really is because it's because you know the, the excitement, the hope of the first game. Yes, but match day two did go rather better. So I reckon we should <laughs> yes. move on to that right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in uh, just a second after a quick jingle with stuff from match day two. So, from the opening day defeat, a 2-1 loss at St. Johan, it was the home opener, FC Pinskow against Grudig, a team that we've had some success against in the previous season, some interesting games, some good games, and that we actually played them on match day two of last season, where we won 2-0 away in Grudig. This time, it was at the Saalfelden Arena. The result, happily, was exactly the same. The result was exactly the same. The venue different, though, as you mentioned, the Saalfelden Arena. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me just how luscious looking that grass looks, how beautiful it is in the sunshine. Uh, it was nice to see uh, a few ultras in there. I believe they were Grodig ultras, but um, it was nice to have a bit of atmosphere back into that that game. And yeah, the new guys are in the matchday squad, um, Ocampo Chavez and, and Kitahara for the first time. I have to say that from watching the, the opening minutes of that game, uh, it did look a little bit like we were continuing where, you know, where we'd left off in the first half against Sankt Johan. It did look a bit worrying every time Grodig turned. That was my worry. If we allowed them to turn at the start of that game and have the ball and run at us, it always looked a little bit dangerous with those through balls. And, and Kilian Schrecker made uh, one or two really decisive interventions in those opening stages. So, so that was good to see. But I think after that, we really took control of that game. We really kind of seized the initiative. And uh, Grudig didn't really have that many chances where they managed to turn and, and run at us. And, and obviously, we managed to find a way to stop those, those passes getting through and stop them playing between the lines. And, and after that, it was, um, it was all Pinsgal, really. It was just a case of when is the goal going to come? Yeah, and it didn't come in the first 45 minutes. It was goalless at the break. Uh, lots to be positive about for Christian Sieger and the side. Um, exactly. I, I completely echo what you said, really, about stopping Grudig from turning. My worry with Pinskow at the moment, my worry from this game, my negativity from this game, I guess, stems from the fact that, you know, an hour into the game, Pinskow have been good. Pinskow have had the upper hand all the time. But until you find that breakthrough, you leave yourself in a risky position. You know, this is something, again, I think I think my nerves are being touched from last season again with these. But I look at the quality we've got in the side in the final third, especially. And I think, you know, if you don't get the goals, if you don't go one nil up, you're really, Pinsgau are really in a risky position at nil nil because suddenly, you know, something happens in this league. It happens in any league. You find yourself one nil down against the run of play. And that seems to be a position where we really struggle. Um, and yet, you know, when we create these chances and we don't score, it just leaves that risk. That risk is wide open for the first hour. So I'd love to see us getting some, some earlier goals. Thankfully, whenever they came, the goals did at least come in the second half. We didn't have to wait too long, did we, after the break? No, and just to touch on what you said there about the, the sort of panic that sets in, I had a little bit of a different feeling about watching this, this game on match day two. It felt a little bit like there was more control um, like there was, you know, uh, they, they, they looked they looked in in full control of the game, and and, and as though, you know, despite the score stayed at a nil nil, and as risky as that is, I can't really remember too many great opportunities for Grudig in the second half. Um, and as it was, just shortly after the hour mark, Christopher Fuschdaler, 
um, slotting a nice goal right into the bottom corner to send those those fans that were in attendance at the, the Southfield Arena into into some jubilation. So, yeah, our, our first the first time we'd been ahead all season, and I think it was really really deserved. Of course. Uh, not a welcome sight for Stipo Kolic, our former goalkeeper, who was between the sticks for Gredig this time, playing against his old club. But I don't think uh, Christopher Furstaller will care too much about that. No, it's nice to see that, though. Uh, when you spend so much time with the ball and, and when you're on the attack, I think that's a bit of luck that we've been lacking in a lot of games. You know, the ball just fell nicely for Furstaller and, and he was able to smash it away. So credit to him, in the right place at the right time and had the eye for goal. Uh, really good to see him getting on the score sheet because I think sometimes... He went under the radar a bit last season and had some good performances that weren't always rewarded. So I was really happy for him, really happy for the team. Um, yeah, nice that you mentioned Stipo College in goal because he had, I tell you what, he had a hell of a day at the South Eldon Arena. He made some absolutely brilliant stops in the game. Um, it wasn't a stop from, from College, but I guess the next big chance, the one that stood out to me, was from Volkan. I picked up Volkan, you know, the, the number nine before the start of the season. I think he's got all the potential to be a real fan's favourite this year. A really good goal scorer, great eye for goal. Um, but on this occasion, it was lacking. And I was, uh, I was ruining this miss because we talked about Tandari playing centre-back. Tandari picked up the ball in the centre circle, sidesteps a couple of Grudig players, beats another man, plays through an, a, a pin, you know, an, an inch-perfect through ball towards Volkan. So, so, Tandari himself had basically taken everybody out of the game, set it up on a plate for Volkan into the box. And I thought, this is going to be an absolutely brilliant goal. And Volkan went to the right and then slotted the shot to the left of the goal. And I was just, oh, I had my head in my hands there. It, was, it would have been so good. Yeah, I think Volkan was really kicking himself as well because he'd had a chance in the first half where the ball had been played really low across the face of goal and, and somehow he, you know, he'd, he'd got in front of the keeper, but he still put it over the crossbar. So he, he perhaps didn't have his, you know, I'm sure he'd willingly admit he didn't have his, you know, his sharpest day at the office, but he was still important in the build-up play and, and for the second goal as well, which, which followed 11 minutes after the, the first. Yeah, after, especially after that miss, it was so great to see us actually go and double the lead and you know, it makes the twenty the last twenty minutes of the game. You know, nothing's over. We know that, but at two 0 you do breathe a lot, a lot easier. You know, one little slip up, one unlucky moment can't cost you the win. Um, so yeah, tell us about the second goal. It was you know break forward. Seemed like Pinsgau had had almost too many players there. I was worried they were gonna they were gonna argue over who who's gonna take it, but it did end up in the back of the net, and uh, the ball came across the box to to first out again. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a little bit of rugby where, you know, you've got a man over and they had men over, but could they pick him out and could they get the right pass? And unfortunately they didn't and Furstaller tucked it away. And, you know, you could see he was really happy about that. It meant a lot to him. And, you know, Christian Zieger said afterwards, I was, I was absolutely delighted for Christopher. So, yeah, it was just nice to see. I think perhaps a hero of the day that, that we might not have expected, but, but nonetheless, he certainly was the hero. Yeah, I, I really think so. Really nice for him. Um, what do you think, Lee? It's something that, that I noticed, just sort of match notes from me. The quality of our passing into the area. Uh, if, if we're going to just, just, I don't need to be negative, but it's fair enough, I think, after, after any game, you know, you don't want to rest on your laurels too much. I was absolutely delighted with the victory. But I wonder if we could kill off these games earlier. It seems like we've got so much talent in the attacking third. And, and yet there's sort of two things. It's beating players one-on-one. -on -one, and the quality of the balls into the area. And, and I'll say that these two things go hand in hand. And I'll pick out Jonas Schweikhofer in a positive sense that I think Schweikhofer has got the best potential in our squad in terms of the confidence at running at players and beating them one-on-one. -on -one. He does it all the time on the wings. 
And I find that when we get ourselves past players on the wings, when we do that, with passing or with beating players one-on-one, we seem to end up down in the corner or down on the, near the edge of the box or the corner of the box in a really good position. And then the, the sort of, I don't know, the cutting edge to, to beat players there seems to go awry. I watched a couple of times in the gridded game and I thought, I don't know, I would level the criticism at us in a way that it's like we're, we're trying to arsenal it into the net, trying to walk it in or, or play like beautiful, uh, quick passing on the edge of the area. And I wonder, you know, it's really nice. It's, it's all this like very honourable, beautiful football. And I wonder if this is, there's a bit of Christian Zieger here who he's training these lads, you know, he's, Christian Zieger's not thinking about the results of, of this third division game. He's like, no, but I want to train these guys to be brilliant footballers you know, which is more important for their career. It's more important for, for Pinsgau in the long run. But in the short term, it's like, ah, oh, just a, a simple, ugly shot would have done the job or something. Uh, is, is that fair? Or is that just something that I've picked up on? Wrongly? No, I, I think you could say that, you know, the other teams in the league do often take a, a more pragmatic approach. I, I remember thinking that last season where they'll, they'll have a shot and, uh, you know, they won't really care how it goes in. And I suppose it's about finding the balance, isn't it? You want to play nice football, but you want to make sure you get the results as well. I'd say that when it comes to the passing, you know, Ziga did admit in his, his post-match comments that we had the game under good control, but our passing was a bit sloppy at times. I think there's an awareness that that is to some degree a problem. Um, but, you know, we have to remember that these guys, a lot of them haven't been playing together for long. Um, they might be playing in slightly different positions. And, you know, at, at the end, we had Kitahara and, and Ocampo Chavez on as well. And that's they, they literally, they only trained with the team on Monday night and they're in the game on, on Tuesday. So maybe maybe some more of this stuff will come. I think we have more attacking quality than we did last season. And it's just a question of, of giving that time to gel. I know that, you know, the season starts thick and fast, games every week or sometimes two every week. But I'm sure that, that they will gel sooner rather than later. And, and perhaps, Tom, we'll see some slightly crisper and, and sharper passing and movement in and around the box. Yeah, I mean, this was quite the start to the season, wasn't it? If you think about it, it's brilliant to see Kitahara and Ocampo Chavez on the pitch so early. So if, if my timeline is right, we played against St. Johan before the weekend, whilst the guys were were probably about to board their plane to Austria. And then they land on the Saturday, uh, get a, a tiny amount of time to, to acclimatize, to get used to being suddenly in the middle of the Austrian mountains, get a little taste of training with Ziga with the guys on, on Monday. And then suddenly they're playing a part in our first win, our first home game of the season on Tuesday. So I'm absolutely delighted for them that they got to be a part of that so quickly. That really uh, gives me confidence about, uh, you know, that's gonna help them settle in, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted that they got off to a winning start as well. It's just good for the morale, you know, good for them to be around. So what an exciting weekend they've had. And uh, we really wish them all the best. It's, uh, yeah, what a baptism of fire in Austria. <laughs> what a weekend. Yeah, the, the two lads seem really lovely guys as well. I, I exchanged a few brief messages with them this morning. And, and Sota Kitahara said just, you know, how happy he is to, to be here in Austria. They seem genuinely like they're they're here on a mission he said I, I want to work hard every day and, and help Pinsgal qualify for the playoffs so they're here for serious purposes for some ambition but, but they seem to be enjoying their the opening days of their Austria experience as well um Mr Ocampo Chevers asked me as well if I can recommend any restaurants so if you know any restaurants in the South Elden area and you're listening then 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 do write in and tell us <laughs> I'm sure I'll end up finding a good pizza sometime soon. And um, let's just finish off this game then against Grudig. I figured that maybe, uh, in a really good way, maybe this is a game that we might have lost last season. So many times we deserved to win. We played well. 
something went against us, something a bit unlucky. There's always decisions in this league. You always get a bit, you know, a few rough refereeing decisions, a few rough offside calls or something. Like, actually, I didn't mention that in the game against Tank Johansson, potential, you know, potential for offside for, for one of the goals. And, you know, you don't want to complain too much. You hope that these things uh, are swings and roundabouts. You get as many as you, you get, given some are for you, some are against you. Uh, but it can be that one of those just knocks you out of your stride. And I feel like last season, we might have ended up losing this game and, and we'd be a bit sick that we played so well and, and ended up coming out on the losing side. So this time, you know, that didn't happen and it could easily have been more. I think, you know, I mentioned college, the goalkeeper earlier, the save, the, the save of the day for me. I mean, there's either the long shot from Ajay earlier on, uh, brilliant save to tip that round the post. That was one of about three or four shots that he tipped around the post. And then uh, the header in injury time, um, actually, I'm not sure who it was. I think it was Tandari. I think it was Ajay's ball into the box, Tandari backpedaling with a header. That was absolutely in the top corner, couldn't have been placed better. And then College, of course, comes in with the glove to tip it over. And I thought, ah, oh, you know, I'm glad he's ended up on the losing side, but, you know, hats off to, to College for a brilliant performance. Yeah, he's probably, he probably knows, you know, the, uh, he probably knows what to expect with those guys. He's trained with them every day. He knows what they what they like to do, and he's he's probably probably used to it. Nonetheless, still a great save. But I reckon he's uh, he's used some of his experience before, and and he knows he knows how the lads like to shoot and 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 how they finish. So, yeah, maybe that's an advantage. Maybe it was he was trying to bring us down from the inside. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the first game was a defeat. The second game was a victory. You uh, alluded to the table earlier. Not everybody's played their two games yet, given that. We had uh, two games in the space of just a few days. There were some cup games going on as well uh, for other teams. What does the league table look like at the moment? How are the standings, of course, uh, at these very, very early stages of the season? We are in third, as, as far as I can see. Um, the the table on the Salzburg, actually, I don't know, Tom, because there are different <laughs> tables. There are different tables everywhere. So the table on That's the, not good. The, the table um, on Liga Portal. Uh, has us in fourth, and I think that's the the most reliable one. The the Salzburg Football Federation's one has all the goal difference in the wrong order. So, thanks very much for that, guys. <laughs> we should be much higher <laughs> up the table, but we're in fourth at the moment, um, uh, on the same amount of points after two games as Val Skrunau, Sikirchen in second place uh, with one win, and Austria Salzburg in uh, first place, two wins, five goals scored, none conceded, six points. So it looks like they'll be the team to to beat again this season. Austria Salzburg making the early running then, the very early running, it should be said. I remember last season, everything was so different from the season before in terms of which teams were strong and which teams were not so strong. So I tried not to get too down about, you know, getting beaten by St. Johan, a team who were not necessarily right up the top last season. But, you know, this is a league where it's all change, isn't it? And hopefully we can be part of that, you know, move up from the midfields and, uh, and yeah, make a run towards the top of the table. We will see um, more games coming thick and fast though, aren't they? Yeah, lots of games coming up. We've got one more left in July against Valskrunau, who, are, as I mentioned, are directly above us in the table. That's on Saturday the 31st. And then uh, quite a few games in August. I think something like six in total, uh, including a game in the Salzburg Landers Cup, which uh, is against Bad Hofgastein on a, a midweek one that on, on Wednesday the 8th of uh, August uh, so a, a cup game and, and five league games I think it's it's our busiest month of the of the season so yeah lots to look forward to for the fans in August that's cool I'm so glad we're back in the Stiegel Landers Cup this year not only is the Stiegel Landers Cup sponsored by our sponsor Stiegel of course uh, a brilliant beer that you can get at the Saalfelden Arena now um, but 
the Bad Hofgastein as well. What a place to go and play. That's uh, are we away at Bad Hof Bad Hofgastein in the cup? Yes, we sure are. Oh, that's great. That's a, that's a lovely town. That's that's well worth the journey. Have you been, have you been there? If, uh, I've not been there. I, I haven't, but it's somewhere I actually really want to go. It looks really, really nice. So, you know, now's the time. Yeah, I mean, if you've yeah, got time before you, if, before you jet set off to Tokyo for the Olympics, Tom, then uh, let's, let's try and get ourselves down to Bad Hofgastein. A bit of a mouthful to pronounce, but... Yeah. It is a bit. Just call it Bad Gastein, I think. Okay. It's, I'm going to just check with a check with a native Austrian that uh, Bad Hofgastein and Bad Gastein are the same place. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. We're not sure on that. I might have to take it all back. But you know what? I think if, if Bad Gastein is so nice, Bad Hofgastein is going to be really nice too, even if it's a different place. Yeah, just uh, never mind. the same place with a yard. What could be better? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that uh, rounds up our first two games of the season. Loads more to look forward to in the coming weeks and months. Really nice to be back here with the FCPS show, rounding up some games. Hopefully, we'll have some more positive news to bring you, whether it comes to you know, uh, players, injury recoveries, goals, points, lots to look forward to, lots of drama to come in August. And uh, we're looking forward to all of it here on the FCPS show. This has been the FCPS show. It's recorded, produced and edited in Vienna, Austria for FC Pinskau Saalfelden. And if you're interested to find out more about Europe's unique fan-owned club model, then why don't you head on over to wefunder.com forward slash fan.owned.club and find out everything that you need to know about this incredible opportunity to become a part owner of a European soccer club.